Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Tom Korski, managing editor of Blacklock's Reporter. Generally, you do find those answers, right, Tom? I will. We try, Alex. <laughs> you certainly find them much to the inconvenience of the competition because it's like, what? How'd they get that? Well, they looked for it in the documents. And uh, so it's interesting. We get to the Bank of Canada announcing rate hikes. And I think we forget that while it drives up the costs on our everyday living, there are massive implications when it comes to how much we have to pay to service our debt. And it's not a small amount. Um, you point out that Yves, uh, Yves Giroux, the budget officer back in 2021, testified that the cost of a 1% point increase means that we have to pay $4.5 billion in the first year, and then it rises to $12.8 billion annually by year five. And so we're way past that point. So again, we're just now throwing money out the door to service a lot of debt that's never going down. It is staggering, isn't it? The numbers are absolutely breathtaking. So you do, you're right, Alex, you get it coming and going. And when the bank yesterday raised the uh, prime rate as it did, everyone instantly knows what that means in their own mortgage, et cetera. Sure. But it does also mean that, guess what? The Fed just spent another $2 billion while we slept last night. And, mm. and that $2 billion didn't go to help sick kids. It didn't go to keep hospital rooms open. It didn't go to widows or orphans. It went to bondholders. That's where it's going, because they always get first call. It's, isn't it interesting? That's the mm-hmm. thing about debt. When there's a lineup for people in need, the bondholder is always number one, and they want their money now, and they will get it. And, and it is because, Alex, it is the fastest growing line item in the federal budget. Not social services, not health care, interest debt charges. Yeah, and we should remind people also at the provincial level, again, so we got all this debt, we're just not doing ourselves any favor carrying it because we also have to pay massive costs to pay it off. I do think this is this is a headline that keeps coming up, which tells me that it is, in fact, a, a you know, where there's smoke, there is definitely fire. But this is the taxing home equity um, which was discussed yet again this week, I guess, at committee, a national finance committee hearing. And a re- real estate lobbyist told the uh, Senate, uh, basically, it, it's your political funeral if you go ahead with this. But it does come from testimony because the CMHC has been pushing for this equity tax on people's homes. They keep saying they're not going to do this, um, Tom. And yet the subject keeps coming up. Exactly. It's it's. it's- it's, it is an odd conundrum, isn't it? That's, isn't that interesting? <laughs> it's like the gun it's, thing. It's like, uh, we're not banning guns. What are you talking about? It's like, exactly. really? I, yeah. and, and over and over, how many times has cabinet said, tax home equity, that's crazy. We'd never do that. Well, then somebody invited the home equity tax advocate. His name is Paul Kershaw, University of British Columbia. He's famous. Some would say infamous. He has a mm. fetish about taxing home equity. He's convinced himself this is the thing that is standing between us and the workers' paradise is the lack of taxes on home equity. He's invited to the Senate National Finance Committee, and frankly, his testimony is blood-curdling. He 
has a complaints with widows in Vancouver who mysteriously have become wealthy and with untaxed wealth because of inflation and housing. Guess what? Over the 40 and 50 years that they paid down the mortgage on their stucco bungalow. And you said it, just in case anyone got confused, and, and sometimes legislators do, there's, of all people, the lobbyist for the Real Estate Association, Michael Bork, said, Boys, it's your funeral. Seriously, if you you want to do this, it was the bluntest testimony I've ever heard from a lobbyist. It, it was it, it was one of those great moments, a real Clint Eastwood moment. Just if you guys want to do this, go for it. Just telling you, it's your funeral. Which kind of makes me think, do it. I would love for them to run on this because I actually do. I mean, this is the one issue, Tom. Or if you want to get the middle class pissed off, I mean, this is for most people, certainly the private sector, it's all we've got, you know, and we pay taxes all throughout trying to get what we've got and to be taxed on the way out just will infuriate people. So you know what? Run on it, please. Bork said it. That's exactly it. If you're a working person, the only income you will ever have when you are old and sick so you don't wind up in the street, is your home. That's all you have. But I agree. There's. I've never understood the concept. I've tried to read all the documentation. CMHC is an absolutely mindless research on this. It's like the metric system. You remember when they said if we could just get the metric system, it would just be great. Everything would, the trade, and it would just life would be great. I, I, but this is the same oh CMHC that, that lost a few billion dollars from the housing, uh, the homeless uh, housing, oh. affordable housing file, didn't it? Oh. Like, they don't even know where they spent. They're like, what? Oh, that was for us? Oh, we weren't supposed to spend. Like, they don't even know where it is. <laughs> now you're playing hardball. Are you? <laughs> Just saying. I'm not sure the CMHC is. Uh, it knows which lane it is in these days. Having said that, um, we got a big old audit general uh, report, you know, at least $32 billion paid to those who didn't deserve it. But I do love the fact that you've got cabinet quietly finalizing turns to do its own internal pandemic management review. Senator Mark Gold, uh, representative of the Senate, said, um, you know, they're going to do this. They're going to do it on, on, on their own, uh, despite the fact that the opposition MPs actually wanted judicial inquiry to find out who got what with the COVID spending. But, you know, as long, I guess, as they're going to just grade themselves, it's all fine. Well, and you can imagine what the report card will say when they grade themselves. We, were awesome. well, we already know. I mean, the public health yeah. agency literally wanted to award themselves pandemic hero medals. These are the guys yeah. who couldn't run the mask <laughs> warehouse. It's interesting. There have been MPs. These are serious people. This was not just jib jab. There have been MPs who have suggested that pandemic mismanagement was so dreadful, it strayed into questions of fraud in contracting and criminal negligence in mismanagement of medical supplies. You're not going to get that from the in-house report card from the pandemic heroes. Will there be an inquiry with that magic moment, that's the testimony under oath and threat of perjury, if you don't get it with 50,000 dead and a half trillion spent, when would you ever get a judicial inquiry? But you know that the feds will fight and fight and fight to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah, and they'll probably have support of the NDP. Uh, but having said that, Tom, there is a ton more. Like the, the little sections that the Auditor General looked at are just a tiny portion of what uh, the spending was. Because, I mean, you and I have talked many, many times about procurement, of who got like friends of friends in right places. There is a ton more that actually does need to be looked into. 
Absolutely. And even, uh, you know, you talk about opposition parties. Who would oppose it? Don Davies, uh, who is uh, formerly New Democrat health critic, Vancouver Kingsway, he has said, get an inquiry under the Inquiries Act. That's the top flight investigation with subpoena power. Mm -hmm. You can summon documents and get testimony under oath. Get to it, because this was a big, big deal. And you know, I... You know, I, I'm not Kreskin. I can't predict the future. I'm guessing if there was a judicial inquiry, guess who's not getting a pandemic hero medal? All the people who managed <laughs> the pandemic. But they had our backs. Yeah, and how? Yeah. All right, look, I got to let it go there. I have other stuff I could talk to you, but we will, of course, talk with you uh, next week. Tom, thanks very much. Thank you, Alex. That is Tom Korski with Black Locks Reporter. Subscription-based. Always worth the cost. Yeah, there's lots of uh, little, what, they say, follow the dollar. God, there's so many dollars to follow. But yeah, yeah, you have to have an inquiry. Sorry. After SARS, we did it, and I don't know what's the holdup now.